Hendricks Regional Health, your health care partner that has been nationally recognized for creating outstanding patient experiences, is proud to present Health Talks with HRH. Here's Melanie Cole. Water is essential to life. It regulates the body's internal temperature, acts as a building block for cells, and helps flush waste. Without water, the consequences can be more than just a dry mouth. My guest today is Dr. Mark Tompkins. He's an emergency medicine physician at Hendricks Regional Health. Dr. Tompkins, welcome to the show. Tell us how often, as an emergency medical physician, how often should we drink water in hot weather? People think they're supposed to be drinking every 10 minutes or something. Give us a little rundown on hydration. Sure. Hi, Melanie. Yeah, thanks for having me today. Yeah, it's it's interesting. A, a lot of our um, sort of experience with uh, dealing with uh, water intake uh, comes from a couple populations. One is athletes, and then the other, believe it or not, are uh, the populations uh, that, that migrate over to Mecca over in the Middle East. Um, so um, essentially, uh, the way I, I like to think of it is um, when it's warm out in, in places like Indiana, Midwest, um, I, I sort of think of it in terms of what you're what you're doing. So if you're spending most of your time indoors uh, with air conditioning and really your time outside is based uh, only transitioning you know from your car to a store and then back to your house, uh, I think your fluid and water intake can be pretty much the same as what you do throughout the year. Um, however, if you're spending longer periods of time outside, uh, either you know something as simple as waiting in line for tickets at a concert, uh, or um, obviously the, the the more risky situation of of actually working outside when it's very hot, uh, or uh, sort of what I call the, the the double or triple threat, and that is uh, actually exercising outside. Uh, you definitely have to be taking in uh, more quantities of water. So water. Just water or electrolyte beverages. Let's talk about that triple threat. If you're exercising and it's hot, I mean, it, that whole thing, is it better to just drink water, Dr. Tompkins, or is it yeah. better to use one of those electrolyte replacement beverages? Yeah, great question. So um, I sort of use about a, a two or three hour span as as my cutoff uh, for when I start to think that electrolyte um, fluids are are a better fit. That being said, uh, I think using electrolyte solutions um, isn't a problem or isn't risky if someone prefers to use uh, one of those products, a Gatorade or a Powerade or any of the other number of competitive products that are out there. Um, It isn't dangerous to use those. Um, I I know a lot of people like to have a a flavored drink um, rather than just drinking water. Some people don't like water. Um, But I think if, if you're getting to a point where you're doing an activity or sweating um, a lot for approximately two to three hours, then at that point, I actually think people need to use an electrolyte solution. Um, I think up into that two or three hour cutoff, uh, I think just just plain water would be fine. So now what are we looking for? Because, you know, some people say, well, if if you get thirsty, then that means you've waited too long. But if you're in the heat, Sometimes the thirst isn't what you would notice first. So when you see people come in the emergency room and they're dehydrated, what might have been the steps that got them there? Sure. Yeah, it's, it's, that's another interesting um, topic. So in theory, um, you're exactly right. Thirst 
uh, should be a, a, a driving force uh, that would cause someone to, to take in fluids. And, and our body definitely has mechanisms to make sure that we're, we're drinking enough. Uh, but those mechanisms in some people aren't as well adapted as in others. And so uh, in a situation where somebody is um, outside, uh, I think it is important to consume uh, water or an electrolyte solution um, and I, I think that the interval that I like to tell people is about every 20 minutes or so, it would be um, worthwhile uh, and, and, and very important to take in. Um, and, and an easy measurement that I give people, you know, in medicine, we do a lot with milliliters and metric system measures. Uh, but I think for, for most people, it's, it's easier to think in terms of ounces and cups. So I, I like to use just eight ounces, you know, a regular cup. Um, about eight ounces or one cup every 20 minutes during activity um, usually is sufficient for most people to, to stay hydrated uh, appropriately. Um, I also like to encourage people, um, if they're going to be working outside or um, particularly if they're going to be working out, um, exercising outside, I also like a prehydration uh, where, you know, about two hours before uh, you're going to do that activity that you actually would would consume, you know, maybe even 20 ounces or so of of water, uh, and then right before you do the activity, you know, taking in another uh, 10 or 20 ounces. Kind of that prehydration phase can can really help alleviate um, some of the issues that we see downstream. Um, addressing the the question you had about symptoms that people get and and why do people get in trouble. Um, usually it's it's because they didn't um, consider that they would become dehydrated. A lot of people um, that, that aren't used to working outside, um, sometimes it's not a planned activity and they just, uh, you know, have, a, have an inkling that they want to do some pruning and they end up spending a couple hours outside and they get uh, dehydrated and overheated uh, and, and maybe wasn't an activity that they were planning. Um, kind of early symptoms... Uh, can be just feeling weak and lightheaded. Sometimes people can feel nauseated. Um, some people are, are prone to muscle cramps, and, and that actually happens uh, due to electrolyte issues. As you're as you're excreting um, electrolytes in your sweat, um, it actually changes your body and muscle chemistry a little bit uh, to the point where you can have some cramps. Uh, and and those are I, I think sort of um, some of the more common. Uh, what I consider more mild symptoms that people get um, when when they get overheated and or dehydrated. If you are out in the heat, as the summer has been hot all over the country, people are out in the heat, and maybe they are hydrating themselves. Is sun exhaustion, heat exhaustion, or heat stroke, is that the same thing as dehydration? And can you get one without the other, or do they necessarily come together? Great question. They they can uh, occur in exclusion of each other, although it's common that they occur together. Um, people that are um, outside, people can get dehydrated absolutely without being overheated. Uh, but uh, in general, um, when I see people coming in, uh, they usually have a component of both. Um, people, um, when they have uh, heat illness, is a spectrum. And so it can range from mild symptoms, uh, which would be, you know, the, some of the other things we talked about, feeling weak, feeling some nausea, 
the muscle cramps. Uh, and then over at the other end of the spectrum is heat stroke. Uh, and that definition uh, usually requires um, two criteria. Uh, the first is an elevated temperature, uh, and that would be different than just having a fever, for example. But it's an elevation in temperature uh, due to being overheated, actually. So usually we'll see this in, in the summertime. But the other component of that is that the person is actually having mental status change. Uh, and that is a situation where they may be showing confusions and, and rare cases uh, can have seizures. Uh, and that is a much more serious condition. Uh, that is one that we we definitely would, would need to see someone uh, come to the hospital for that. Um, you know, if, if somebody had a situation where they witnessed somebody having those symptoms, um, I would have them uh, call 911 to get the paramedics involved. Uh, they would have the ability to initiate some cooling measures uh, and also initiate uh, hydration, which can actually help in cooling the patient down as well, uh, just simply giving IV fluid. Wrap it up for us, Dr. Tompkins, with your best advice, because this is such an important topic, and and you see this kind of thing all the time at your job. So give us your best information about dehydration and, and why it's so important that we keep track of the amount of water that we're drinking, especially in the heat. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, think, um, I think being aware of uh, just simply being aware of, of the need to stay hydrated uh, and also that the amount of hydration um, one needs to take in is likely going to be above and beyond what your body is going to tell you you need. So having an awareness, particularly when you have a scheduled or planned activity, uh, be it uh, a, you know, working outside or exercising outside, making sure that you do that prehydration step. Uh, and then likewise, while you're outside uh, working in the heat or exercising, making sure that you have a water bottle uh, that has intervals marked uh, in 8-ounce or 16-ounce increments so that you're able to monitor what you're taking in. I think doing that would go a long way uh, to preventing dehydration. And certainly, likewise, having an awareness of people uh, who you're out working with or exercising with uh, so that if they were to exhibit symptoms uh, such as nausea, uh, feeling weak, feeling like they're having muscle cramps, uh, to help them get in a situation where they're in a cooler environment and helping them to hydrate. And then the other end of the spectrum, the more serious symptoms uh, with having confusion, uh, you know, otherwise would be a sign where people need to call 911 in addition to helping the person cool down. Great information. Thank you so much, doctor, for being with us today and for sharing your expertise as an emergency medicine physician in this really important topic. This is Health Talks with HRH, Hendricks Regional Health. For more information, please visit Hendricks.org. That's Hendricks.org. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in.